This is the Courier Talking Football. I'm Eric Nicholson, and with me this week are Jim Spence and Sean Hamilton. Oh, gentlemen, we've got a Saturday... I'm going to test Jim with this one. We've got a Saturday afternoon, 3pm kickoff, Dundee Derby. Not been many of them for a wee while, have there? And I kind of I, I kinda know why... I, I do agree with the uh, the fact that all the sort of pre-split games are, are kicking off at the same time because this of all years, you know, there's there's a there's a lot of permutations which we, we well we won't go into them all because it's quite clear cut for United. But you know, there I can I think it's fair that they are all kicking off. To, but should they not have scheduled the Dundee Derby at a different time so we could have got this on the telly? That's two in a row that haven't been on the telly. But anyway, maybe a traditional site yourself, Jim. You'll be enjoying walking up for a three o'clock kickoff that isn't on the box. Well, I, I mean, I, I do like a three o'clock kickoff, uh, Eric. But that said, I'm, I'm quite, I'm quite fond also of a Friday night game. You know, um, so I saw my, I'm, I'm not increasingly I'm, that way. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm not overly traditionalist. You know, I kind of, I sway between being a traditionalist and very modern man. You know, so um, <laughs> it depends I what just, column you're writing. Uh, it. Yeah, depends the column writing. That's right. <laughs> all things to all men. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, I mean, I think it's uh, it's an intriguing one. The argument's been raging on Twitter the last couple of nights. You know. Stirred by yours truly. Um, neither the Hibs Hearts one. In fact, that Ian Blackford, uh, I was having a wee tete Ian Blackford. I said, "Be leader the other night." And I'd say that it was only a couple of sleeps to the biggest city derby in Scotland. You know, he was taking me a task claiming that well, the, the, the Hibs Hearts one's bigger. always terrible. Every every time <laughs> but, it's on the telly, I, 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 I have amnesia and I think, "Oh yeah, I'm going to have to watch this." And then and then I think, "Why? Oh no, here we go the, again." The word you to know? describe the Edinburgh derby by and large is boofing. I think that's yeah. that, that's the best word to describe. But I mean, <laughs> neither the two well, of them, yeah. neither the tumour on telly and you get into these kind of these um, strange arguments you know where people say things like if it's known to tell we don't sell the game well enough and you know people would and it, you know the, the actual truth is who who is interested in the Dundee Derby outside of Dundee United fans well, well I think there's a big audience in Scotland potentially for it but given that it's no on terrestrial television or console TV or the BBC or the SDV it's got it's got to be on pay-per-view now that's that's Sky these days you know um, so Sky subscribers are, are being robbed of it, I suppose. But other than that, nobody else is. And, and Sky have nothing like the audience that BBC have. Uh, neither did BT, in, in fairness. You know? So not entirely sure of who is being robbed of it. And I do like the idea of all the games kicking off at the same time where you've got the old kind of fashion, you know, you've got to transist, well, you right, transist you've everywhere now, you've got, <laughs> you know, you've got Twitter and, and, and a million other ways of finding out what's going on, but there is a certain, there's a, there's, there is a kind of traditional element about that feeling, you know, the scores coming through from McDermott or the scores coming through from Celtic Park or, or Dingwall or wherever, you know, um, and I think that, that lends itself, I think, to to some extent to uh, the enjoyment of a three o'clock um, kickoff. Uh, so, you know, I, I, I have no real complaints this time, to be honest with you. I think, uh, you know, things are actually far too serious to, uh, for, uh, well, certainly for St. Johnson and Dundee and United at a different end of the table. Um, far too serious to worry about whether other people are enjoying it on telly or, not, or, whether, or whether we might get a subscription from Norwegians halfway down the road, you know. <laughs> oh, well, I mean, listen, I think, Sean, that one of the reasons that the Dundee Derby has built up a reputation of being a better watch than uh, than say the Edinburgh Derby is the fact that they're quite often taken on a life of their own, haven't they? And there's been a bit of a sort of you attack, we attack, you know, we really don't quite know what's what's gonna happen here. Albeit, you know, more often than not it's ended up with the 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 result that you'd expect, i.e. 
United winning, there have been some big score lines. There have been sendings off. There's been you know plenty of chaos. There's been Mixu doing his thing on the touchline. There's been there's been all sorts. But the the last one was was just like wasn't was as far at the was as far at the other end of the scale as you could get, wasn't it? And I'm I'm wondering whether I don't I don't want to sort of dull down any hype about this game, but I you know I'm thinking the Mark McGee that has set his stall out for what Dundee are going to be post their Livingston thrashing and just the type of manager that we're kind of now seeing that that Tam Courts is, you know, quite a surgical, you know, it's uh, it's not in some ways not such a big departure from Mickey Mellon that we're, it's not really set up to be an, a gung-ho one. I know Rab Douglas and his calling for us, he was calling for it, certainly from a Dundee point of view, but I'm not so sure we're going to get that. What about you? Uh, no, I think, you know, you take into account the respective teams' positions and, and their needs, their respective needs from this game, and then then Dundee would be the team that have the more of an incentive, if you like, to to let loose and, and, and open up and go for it. Um, but as as you quite correctly say, that's not something that they've really done um, since <laughs> since Livingston uh, put them to the sword. Um, understandably so. Mm-hmm. Um, but they are now at a point where, where you know, six points behind. They could they could do with getting some points. So uh, the the other way to look at that is you know six. I mean it's still it's it's two wins to go level, and then you know you're you're looking for a bit more than that um, afterwards to, to kind of get yourself safe. So you know time is time is running out, but at the same time uh, you might look at St Johnson's fixture if you're Mark McGee and see they're playing Celtic, Celtic going for the title, obviously. Um, and you know there might be there might be a little bit of. Uh, a, a little voice in his head that's uh, that's arguing for him to, to to go into this derby conservatively as well because you know even a point you know it chips away at it because you can't imagine that St Johnson will take anything off Celtic if they do for St Johnson it'll be a huge bonus it'll be a huge shock for Dundee so um, yeah there's 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 every chance that it, it could be a fairly dour one <laughs> <laughs> under those circumstances um, a bit like the last one but yeah I mean it would, in general the trend over the last however many seasons that the derby's been played. Um, you know, barring ones when they're in different divisions and what have you, is that they, they've been pretty, pretty entertaining mm-hmm. games. The ones that kind of fit the mould of what we think a derby should be when you think of a derby, an old-fashioned term, that sort of blood and snotters thing, everybody going hell for leather uh, <laughs> to win in front of a great atmosphere. And you know, I'm, I'm sure the atmosphere pre-match will be fantastic, and where it goes from there will be dictated by what what happens on the pitch. I'm sure, um, but. Aye, yeah. If anyone's, if anyone has a reason to, to get stuck in a wee bit here, it's probably, it's probably Dundee more so than United because United, United know a point. Oh, that'll get them where they want to be into the top six, and from there, you know, they can concentrate on what's next. Jim, we'll go into kind of Mark McGee and his sort of the mindset of Dundee just now in a wee bit, but I want to, I want to state a case to you for, for Tam Courts and United to, to to really go for it and to really have a have an afternoon that United fans remember because I I mean I, I think the the risk for because of other results because of their own results the permutations for United not to make top 6 it's going to take it it's very very unlikely that they won't 
they've also so they're they're in a very strong position now, United. But it it does feel a wee bit. We keep coming back to you know how the fans feel, so I won't dwell on it. But it all feels a wee bit clinical just now, United, and as if the, there's nothing, there's nothing really caught fire. I think if you were to if you were to ask somebody what was the signature win of the court's reign so far, you probably go all the way back to the the victory against Rangers, which was let's face it, it was a it was all about the centre halves, wasn't it? And it was all about the structure and all the rest of it. Fine, 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 win and performance in the circumstances, but. The opportunity for United and Tam Courts to really get a, a sort of, you know, one of those games that Sean was just talking about, you know, one that sticks in the memory. You know, even Rob, Robbie Nielsen had them against Dundee, didn't he? Even though he was that type of, he was, he was a, a manager that was a, a pragmatist as well. This is a big opportunity for, for, for them to change the narrative, isn't it? You know, and and really start to get people to think, oh, hold on here. We might not just, Dundee United might not just be a team that's kind of eking out results and sort of being the best of the bunch in a mediocre season in that sort of mid-table area. They can change things, can't they? I, I think the, the, the word you used there um, <clears throat> is an intriguing one, Eric, clinical. I mean, I think sometimes it's just been a bit too... Um, anodyne at Tardis. I mean, you know, I can, I mean, I was, I was having a blur with uh, John Bennett last Sunday night. I met John in town and it was, we were chewing the fat and, and John's been a great fan of both, both city clubs, you know, um, you know, he was on the board at United almost bought him at one time, Owens Dens Park and he, he's a great kind of philanthropist in that respect. And we're talking generally about, you know, clubs, like myself, like anybody, I think we announce a sense, certainly doesn't want Dundee to go down because it's, it's good for the city, it's good for the, for the area, uh, keep them up. Um, and, um, you know, one of the things I'd say to him was uh, that I, I was, I'm still surprised about the United fans I meet who are not, you know, having a bought into to, to the Tam Courts thing. They just think, you know, as I use my comb, uh, um, someone I know very well sitting watching him makes my eyes bleed, you know. Um, and I was making the point, one man's meat's another man's poison. You know, what one individual fan finds attractive, another finds unattractive, but... There is no doubt that, you know, having watched United this season after 32 games and having only scored 29 goals, you know, um, that, that, you know, that, that, that there's a lack, I think, of, um, there's a lack of flamboyance. They're not a flamboyant uh, side. They're, they're not a side that kind of, you know, I think that other than on the odd occasion, kind of really have you off your seat and thrilled and and and, and, and ready for the charge, you know. Um, <clears throat> now, whether that comes or, or, or whether that's just not going to be part of the makeup. Of, of the modern Dundee, Dundee United, I don't know. Um, but it is fairly anodyne at times. It, it, it's fairly kind of, it's not it's not dura watch because I think they're, they're a tidy side when they knock it about, they knock it about well. But there's always this, there's always an element, there's always a feel, I think, about United, the way they play, that it's self-contained. It's, you know, that they're kind of holding on to something. Um, now, normally when you're holding on to something, you're expecting something to splurge forward, but that never quite comes. So I think, the, 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 you know, it's, it's, a, it's a, an open door thing when it comes to entertainment. As I say, one individual's idea of entertainment is entirely different from someone else's. But I, um, I, I'd like to see them maybe being, you know, I know maybe about it. I'd like to see them being a, a bit more expressive and a bit more a bit more artistic, if you want. Um, right, but I, I suspect you're not going to see that between now and the end of the season because between now and the end of the season, it's about A, confirming the top six spot um, on Saturday and, and, and B, um, probably even more importantly, go, going for a European position. Yeah, Sean, I mean, the... These are the games that do stick in in fans' memories, aren't they? Mm-hmm. You know the the big the big derby wins. You know if I mean if particularly particularly when you've got the opportunity to to ease 
Dundee towards the uh, the trap door. Oh, I mean, absolutely. I mean, you, you, you can see the, some of the narrative that's, that's surrounded the build-up to this one, and, and I know we're partly responsible <laughs> partly? For, for partly well mostly responsible for for that but i mean it is it is impossible um mentally not to hark back to these um kind of previous encounters and i, and I, I mean that's all it's understandable because a, a part of what's magic about a derby um what makes the experience of it on a match day so so magic is, is all of this history that, that's, that's gone into it and obviously beyond that the, the relationships between fans who you know work together in some cases are, are, are family members opposite sides of the same families yeah you know all, all of these sorts of things but the, the memories of previous games are, are, are all fed into this sort of collective um kind of what's the word i'm looking for i don't know uh, this sort of collective feeling around the importance of the game. So, yeah, uh, these are the games that, that fans remember and these are the games that mean the most to them and the, the ones that they, they want their team to do well in. And they want memorable performances so that, you know, down the line, whether it's, you know, two for the next week or in two weeks' time or in six months' time or, you know, a year, six years' time, you can you can point back to these games and you know for a fact that, your rivals are going to remember it as well because uh, you know if your team goes out there and gets a victory, it, it, it's as painful for your rivals as it is fantastic for you. Um, so there, there is a huge appetite, uh, particularly in these games, for 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 <laughs> from fans for to see their sides take the handbrake off. If you like, I think that's what Rob Douglas Rob Douglas phrased it in his column. Um, and you can see that uh, uh, that appetite manifest itself in the, in the the sellout as well. I mean, we're going to have a full stadium uh, at Tannadice, so that that shows you um, how important it is, you know, mm-hmm. to the city. This fixture in particular, because you know both both teams are playing for something as well. And uh, I suppose the one with the most sort of riding on it over the last few years was the infamous. Dune Derby, if you like, in, in, in 2016, where um, United United's relegation was confirmed. Um, Craig White and got a winner late on uh, in that one. And, and understandably, Dundee fans uh, would, would never let United forget about that. And we're not quite in the same situation with this game, but with Dundee at the bottom of the league, they're obviously... <laughs> You know, barring a disaster from United, it's, they're they're not going to be in the same half of the league. So, I think United fans, does, does, as much as you know, this game is about their team getting into Europe or, or, or having a having a chance to get into Europe after the split. Uh, it's also about you know rubbing it in a wee bit. Oh, yeah, hopefully they, for they, them, they want to see they want to see dark blue scarves on the on the track at the end, don't they? Absolutely, they, yeah, they want they to see empty seats yeah. with fifteen minutes to go after their team's been battered. That's exactly what they want, you know. But Aye. if you were uh, Jim, if you were Mark McGee, I've, I find Mark McGee's a fascinating character for me. You know, having never actually spoken to him because I'm not I'm not doing the Dundee beat, but you know, I follow you, you follow his 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 stuff in our paper, interviews, and all the rest of it. Would you be? Would you have been tempted to whip this one up more and been and you know maybe? I mean, we'll always have to say what he says in a dressing room could be entirely different to what he makes what he says in public for public consumption. But I'm I'm intrigued by the sort of the sort of thought process because he is an intelligent guy who thinks about what he says. You know that might sound stupid, but you know mm-hmm. not all managers do. 
there's a there's quotes that came out today from a, a Sky interview, and I'll read you a couple of them. Mm-hmm. And it was the most important thing for me, and I think it's one of the reasons I was brought here. It's not just about playing on the pitch and the tactics, it's about how you react, as you would say. Blah blah blah. Then he goes on to say, I said to them on the very first on on the first day. Now this is his players. Look, we're not going to win very many games, so we're going to be going home on a lot of Saturday nights disappointed. Uh, but it's about what you then do, how you react. Then he then goes on. Then he then goes on to say, um, and that's probably been the most important thing during this time is to keep them positive, even when you are losing. Finishing off with, uh, let me get let me see. We only have to win a couple of games to stay up. We don't have to win seven games, which is which isn't right because even mm-hmm. if they win the next two games, they're still goal difference behind behind uh, behind St. Johnson. It, it was the first part of it that really struck me as thinking, wow, you know, you, you've come in and said, we're not going to win many games, lads. Mm-hmm. Get used to being miserable on a Saturday night. Well, you know, fair play for honesty, because they're not. You know, that, 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 that that's a simple truth. I mean, I, I was at Den's last week and I thought there, there, there was much about the performance, particularly Charlie Adams, two kind of, you know, exocet missiles, right? Well, actually, there weren't exocets. One was, one, one was beautifully delivered. They were both beautifully delivered right on the heads of the two goal scorers. Um, but... Um, you know, defensively, one or two shortcomings still there. But the truth of the matter is the league table doesn't lie. So I, I see a little point in McGee coming in and saying to a team who've won five games all season and lost 18, that, you know, we're, we're going to sweep all before us, lads, and, uh, and and then bigging it up for the derby. Because, you know, I mean, bluntly, most Dundee fans wouldn't believe it. Let's get out there. We're going to toe by the wall. I mean, you know, United are a full 16 points ahead. They, they are a better side. The league clearly tells that. You know, they've conceded 20 fewer goals. They've uh, Bizarrely, they've only scored two more, uh, two more mm-hmm. than Dundee. But, you know, <clears throat> the league table doesn't lie. They're a better side. So, um, I, I think, you know, I, I, I'm always kind of, I, 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 one of the things I noticed this morning, I think it was George, George Cran's interview with him, he'd said he, he, he didn't want to overload players. It wasn't so much now about kind of master tactics. It was, you know, it, it was about kind of basically keeping the morale up and all the rest. Of, and, and you know, I, I'd concede to him on that point. I think to, to, to some extent that's right. I mean, a dressing room, you know, whether it's at amateur level, junior level or, or top professional level, um, it's pretty much the same place. When guys win, they're, like, they're very, very happy. When they're no losing, they're pretty happy when they're losing week in week out um you know um they, should, they actually bounce back again on monday or tuesday on the training ground that's the nature of the beast they're doing something they love and all the rest of it. but in between times they're full of their own self-doubts some are not some are some are in between you know i mean you know football mentality is quite a complex thing uh, it's one of the it's one of the reasons i'm a big fan as you know um, of, of using sports psychologists properly charter sports psychologists on a regular basis we're talking about motivational speakers or something i don't know if dundee do that or not um but, I, I, you know, I, I mean, you, you can be sometimes too brutally honest in life, but I think, you know, you'd be trying to kid the players on themselves, Eric, I think, if you went in and said to them. And, you know, the one thing dressing rooms spot very quickly is they, they spot a fraud very quickly. They spot a, a chancer very quickly. And I think if you wander in and you try to tell guys who have, you know, who have been on such a poor run of, of results that suddenly they're going to become kind of almost world beaters and, and beat all before them, and you know they, they they spot that, and 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 immediately I think you end up losing the dressing room very very quickly, you know. So um, it's maybe been a wee bit too flat for for the liking of some Dundee fans, but I don't think a healthy dose of realism at this stage does does Dundee any harm whatsoever. Yeah, they had just won two though, John, hadn't they? When he took over, yes, they had, and that was that was um, part of the reasoning behind um, Dundee fans' reaction. 
uh, some Dundee fans' reaction to the appointment, which was the timing was, was, was something that they objected to. And yeah, they had just won two uh, when he came in. And uh, subsequent to that, you know, it's gone, it's gone the way it's gone. Um, I'm a bit like you, Eric. I, I, I'm surprised by, by that statement. You know, I came in and told them we're not going to win many games. Yeah, all right. On, on one hand, you, you can salute the honesty, but on the other hand, it's it's, it's, it's hardly motivational speaking. <laughs> <laughs> well, it depends how so, you do. I mean, have you meant it and said, right, losers, here's how it's going to be, you know? <laughs> I mean, look, I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not a football manager, so, you know, I'm, there, there may be some... There may be some complex psychology at play uh, here that, I, that I'm not quite grasping. And fair enough, that's why that's why I, I don't get the big bucks, uh, as they say. Uh, but I, I have to, I have to admit, I was surprised when when yeah. when I saw that, Eric. I'm, I'm, I'm a bit like, I'm a bit like, inspiring me. Don't take me wrong. I mean, it would not. I have to say, it wouldn't have been my approach, you know. But um, I th- there's a there's a fine line of thing to be drawn. What 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 kind of what comes out of all of this for me is, you know, you're always as journalists, I think, we're always kind of thinking ahead, you know. And and what I'm thinking is, what what is the long term plan here? You know, I mean, is Mark McGee being brought in simply to try to kind of perform? a Lazarus rescue act on this club, keep them up and then, you know, um, head off on his white charger for his next mission somewhere. Or is he, you know, is he in to, you know, for next season? Is he going to be there for next season? I just, I just don't see Mark McGee being the type of guy who wants to hang about managing in the Scottish Championship, you know. But then, I, I don't know, he's been in the game for a long time, maybe he's desperate to get back in and it depends on the kind of role they're going to have with him and, you know, the, the whole management structure there um, at Dens. But, um, I know, I don't know, I don't know about you, Jim, but do, um, again, my your ear is closer to the ground than, uh, than my, mine, but it's, it, I've been told that uh, Simon Rust does a, yeah. a lot that in, in, and in a lot of ways he's he's like what we would think to be the manager. There's all the coaching and the setting up yeah. work, yeah. So whether whether you know all being well, if you'd uh, you know him as the next manager, who knows? It's certainly one of it's certainly one of the options. But you know, best laid plans and all that. If they don't, if they mm-hmm. if they uh, if they go down, good luck selling that one to the Dundee fans. Would be how I would uh, you know how I'd be phrasing it. You know, That'd be very so, difficult, wouldn't it? I think so. I think so. Um, I mean the. Before I before I did my homework for this podcast, you know, once once in a blue moon, mm. showing off there, I kind of I was thinking, you know, you should be, you know, United are heavy favourites for this because mm-hmm. purely because Dundee haven't won yet under Mark McGee, United are heading into a good chance of getting into Europe, six six place top six place looks, you know, if not showing up, pretty much close to it. But then you kind of drill into the details and you you start to think, well, actually, no, this 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 is it could be or should be a much tighter tighter game than maybe you would think on the surface. It's when you look at stuff like, you know, and this one did, uh, I didn't have to do too too much homework because it, this one came up straight away. That United have only won one of the last seven games, Jim. Mm-hmm. And I then had a look at, well, it's maybe two topics, so we'll take that, that one first. And then I looked at, I thought, you know, Tony Watt's been there a while now. Tony Watt scored one goal in 13 mm-hmm. games, you know, yeah. so... It's not as if United are are kind of you know we'll deal with the first one. You know, United aren't in they're not in red hot form, are they? Their their one win was against a St. Mun team in, in free fall and stoppage time. So Dundee shouldn't be going there thinking, you know, 
Oh, no chance here, lads. No, I mean, there's been a couple of decent results in there, you know, a draw with, you know, a good heart side, but losing to Livingston, you know, I mean, and, you know, this is, you've got to watch when you start saying Dundee United shouldn't be losing to Livingston. Livingston, Martindale and company have done a really good job down there, you know, but Dundee United by any manner of means are a, are a much bigger club than Livingston, you know, um, so losing down there, you know, there'd be some decent results in draws against Aberdeen, draws against Rangers and all the rest of it, but they haven't really set the header on, on fire. Um, and, and, you know, we can see that quite clearly in terms of the goals they score. Don't concede many, but, you know, don't score enough um, either. And that all comes back to some to some extent to the conversation we started all having, you know, that, that kind of an element, that anodyne type of play that they're not particularly... You know, they're they're not particularly an attacking side. They don't kind of go gung ho. Um, now that, that's that, you know, it's fine. That's the way the manager wants to set them out. But it doesn't always thrill. But they're still going into this one. I think, you know, <clears throat> big big favourites. Um, I'm I'm still not sure that you know that, that you can knock much of what's going on at Tannadice when you look at them going into you know the gate the last game before the split and sitting there. In fourth position, you know, ahead of Motherwell, who a side who have done well, very well, in, in, in recent years, you know, sitting ahead of Hibs, who are much better uh, resourced, for instance, you know, and, and you know, and ahead of Aberdeen as well, who are again are a, a much better resourced club than uh, than United or theoretically are, you know. So I mean, you know, it, it's that kind of fine balance between kind of how, how well they haven't been taking any hammerings, Eric. That's I think that's the no. thing, you know. I mean, they, they've been kind of it, it's results which haven't quite set the heather on fire, but. It's hard to knock them in terms of the progress uh-huh, that they're making. I think you know. I mean, it doesn't. It doesn't set the pulses racing. I would agree with that. But um, but you know, looking at the league table, I think it's hard to be overly critical. Yeah, and Sean, it's, it's, how was your general feeling being about about United in in that sort of race for top six, race for top, race for fourth? Is it been that they are kind of their sort of? Well, I think it's fair. It is fair to say that. You know Aberdeen and Hibs having seasons that are atypical to what you would have expected over the last certainly under Aberdeen under under Derek McInnes and and Hibs mm-hmm. under Jack Ross. You know they've capitalised on that. They've kind of they're managing to yeah. They, apart from that that one bad streak that they had, they're, they're they seem to be a bit more streetwise and a bit more you know they 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 get results, don't they? Just a bit more effective than the than the others. They were a wee bit more up and down. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I'm not. I, I wouldn't sit here and say that that they're you know the finished article or or a, or, a, or a great team or anything like that because clearly there are there are there are issues there. But at the at the same time, uh, I mean, uh, of the teams who are pushing for a top six place and and you know, Europe apart from Hearts, obviously, who are who are pretty fairly well, extremely well clear in third. They'll, they'll be fine there. Um, apart from Hearts, United are, are the ones who kind of look like they've got enough about them uh, and are streetwise enough, as you say, to go to go out and close out points. Certainly, um, you know, wins. Yeah, they've been tougher to come by. Um, certainly, in the second half of the season. Um, I think in, in twenty twenty two, it's it's only three league wins since the turn of the year. But you know they've they've at the same time uh, they've only lost two uh, in the league in twenty twenty two. So that shows you where their points are coming from. They're reeking them out one by one, largely with draws, and they've taken you know they take a point against Dundee in the derby, you know which isn't a great result for them. But you know uh, they've also had a point off Rangers, had a point off Hearts, point off Hibs, obviously last week and, and you know 
the, the, you don't you don't get points off those teams unless you have that street wiseness, if you like. So yeah, they're, they're they're they've got weaknesses in terms of scoring goals and, and and creating chances, obviously. But what they are is a fairly sturdy team that doesn't tend to cough up cheap cheap goals, and you know that gives you a base uh, to build on. Now the, the league from fourth down to ninth, arguably even 10th, 10th is starting to get drawn back. Sorry, uh, it was 4th down to 10th, 11th, starting to get drawn back into it now, but certainly 4th down to 10th has been incredibly tight and still is. So there's no there's no real standout quality um, within that, that, that part of the table. Everybody's got deficiencies somewhere. Um, United's deficiencies are in, are in scoring goals, but... If if they were somehow able to have sorted that out, I think they they, they certainly would have been up there with Hearts because they, they they are sturdy at the back and they don't cough up cheap goals and that's huge. So, um, I think I think over the piece, I mean, we're not we're not finished yet. If they if they qualify for Europe, I think that's a fantastic result. And oh, yeah, you can you can knock it and say, well, they, you know, they weren't great and the league wasn't great and what have you. But you know, hey ho, so what? That's that, that's what it is. Um, and if they, if they manage to do that, you'll be delighted. Top six, well, fine. Yeah, that's that's decent as well. Um, so the, the the quality of the league is what it is. Um, and, and United, for me, have, have shown themselves of that, that group in the middle to certainly have the best kind of, the base to go and win games. It's just that they haven't quite gone and done it often enough. Yeah, I, I think I think what Sean says there is right. In, in terms of, I mean, the, the one thing they have to address, and it'll not be addressed this season because there's nobody emerging that I can see from, you know, the youth academy, the kind of reserves, if you want to call it that, you know, or, or within the first team squad, who is an out-and-out goal scorer. And Tony Watts, not. I mean, his, his goals this season, um, you know, you look at his, his goal scorer. That's why he was signed for, though, Jim. Come, come he, he was signed to elevate this team, wasn't he? I think he was, Eric, but, I think he's, you know, I think he was signed as a almost an auxiliary goal scorer because I don't think he's an out-and-out striker. I think he's he's a, he's a great link-up man. He takes the ball in, he delivers some quality crosses into the box and all the rest of it. He's a, uh, an extremely intelligent player, but he's not an out-and-out um, goal scorer, I think. You know, unless they're going to kind of somehow or other, you know, next season play him as a lone centre forward or something like that. I mean, he's just, it, it, they, they don't have, you know, between the kind of triumvirate, if you want, up front, you know, Watt and McNulty leading the line as it was at uh, Easter Road the other week and, and Clark just sitting behind. I mean, three three players there who, in theory, are, are front men. Um, but, you know, they're not front men out-and-out strikers. N- none of the three of them are, you know. They're all intelligent enough players. Clark chips in, usually from a penalty spot. What? You know what um, the goal scoring record proves that that he's not um, an out and out goal scorer. And the problem is you've got a midfield, which although it's intelligent and all the rest of it as well, other than the occasional long ranger from Levitt or you know and again from Smith, there's not an out and out kind of goal scorer. They're not the type of midfielders who will surge forward and give you eight or ten a season each. So that, that's that's their biggest issue, I think, to to solve. That's their dilemma to solve for next season. Um, but, you know, but this season's still going on. But I mean, realistically, if you look at the the, the league table of scorers, then you know there's there are not many out and out absolute hitmen in Scotland this season. You know, the, the days are kind of like a, a 25 a season striker, a 30 a season striker uh, appear to be well behind us, you know, and there's certainly nothing like that um, available at Tannerice at the moment. So that, that's, their, that's their dilemma. I mean, they, they'll finish, I'm 
pretty certain they'll finish the season you know, top six and potentially going for a European spot. But that's the dilemma they need to fix. Unless they're just going to be one of these teams who are happy to, you know, score an occasion and, and bolt the door at the back. And and I think that's not part there is an I often think this about about United you know United are kind of hamstrung to some extent because United traditionally have been seen as a club that played not swashbuckling football, but but tended to be a, a forward-thinking side and a side that played with a you know a bit, a bit of joie de vivre about them, and I think that's been the biggest that's been the the biggest criticism I think this season from United fans. It's not overly uh, enjoyable on the eye, but but it's hard to knock what they've achieved. Sean, I, I have a bit of a difference of opinion on on Jim when it comes to when it comes to Tony Watt, and it's kind of a general one, maybe about about strikers these days, and I know Tony Watt. I think you'll correct me if I'm wrong, Sean, but I think he gave an interview a, a few weeks into his United States, maybe a couple of months, where he kind of said about, oh, you, there's much more in my game than than scoring goals. Uh, I think it's a bit of a cop-out. You know, I, I, I think I think United fans, given he'd hit double figures at Motherwell, I think United fans expected him to be a goal scorer. When he came to when he came to Tannadice, you know, and I, I know Jim's right. He does. He is. He is a clever player who who can get you up the pitch, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But for example, I don't think the style of play that uh, player that Tony Watt is is different to the style of play that say Callum Hendry is. You know, who does a, a bit of everything at the minute and is scoring goals. I think there's a. It's for strikers. It's a much easier now to kind of start. Oh, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a nine and a half. You know what I mean? I'm a false nine, that sort of thing. If Tony Watt isn't a, isn't a, a goal getting striker, who is? You well, know, to, I think Tony Watt can be a goal getting striker, and I think he, I think he showed that Motherwell in the first half of the season um, that he, he does have a finish in him. That's um, what he was signed by United for, wasn't it? You there's know? absolutely no doubt about that. I mean, I, they, they certainly. I would I would argue that but maybe not. If you look at it, depends what he's been asked to do, um, and and it would indicate to me the fact that we know he can finish that he's got us. That actually, what he's been asked to do is maybe he's maybe taking him out of those positions uh, more often than it's allowing them to be in them. So if the uh, if the if there's if there's a question there, then it would be to do with what he's been asked to do rather than his ability or anything like that. Because I don't I don't think we can call that that element of it into question as such. I, and, and I'm not saying that's what you're doing, Eric, either, but I just, I, 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 I would, I would hesitate to say that, you know, there's been, a, there's, there's a problem with Tony Watt uh, and his goal score in return and it's on him. I would, I would dispute that. I, 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 I think it's, it all comes down to what the instructions he's been given are. Oh no, I get, and, I get and, all that, but I don't think he's he's some sort of I, like Nicky Clark. Now I see as somebody who's one of these dropping further back, but maybe you know, like I wouldn't be playing if if United are looking for him to play that role as well. Then I wouldn't be having two of them in the team. You know, it's it'd be as simple as that. And I'd be saying, I think I think Tony Watt, you could be hitting on something there, Sean. I think Tony Watt is the type of player that you can play him further forward and say, look, I want you to do more of your work in or about the penalty box. I certainly remember yeah. that from, from his spell at St. Johnson and I would I would be guessing looking at his numbers at Motherwell that he was you know, he was doing that there too. 
he, to an extent, and Motherwell, he was, he was kind of played off the left a lot of the time. And, and, and big Van, Kevin Van Veen, who's been so good for Motherwell this season, he was kind of the, the focal point up top, if you like. And, and, and Tony Watt was buzzing about playing off him. Now, obviously, there's nobody at United that's been getting a game this season that can that can play that role, the Van Veen role, if you mm-hmm. like. Um, but then at the same time, I don't think I don't I don't I don't think that Tony Watt would be brought in to play the Van Veen role. At, United either, because it's not it's not really what he is. Well, they brought someone uh, in, didn't they, for that out and out striker role? Yes, exactly. It, it, didn't, it, it, it just didn't work out. I mean, I think I, I think you're right, Sean. And <clears throat> I mean, I, I think if anything, then Eric, you know, probably it's, Tam Courts has to kind of say, well, look here, you know, here's what we brought him in for. Specifically, we didn't bring him in as an out and out striker, or we did, but then we decided to be better out in the wide or whatever. Because I mean, I think when when you watch what I mean, you know, I, he's one of he's one of the players that I really do enjoy watching because he's got a lot of oh, so touch. do I. So do I. Feet. He's got. He, he he's not an outrageously pacey player, but he's he, he's certainly not slow. He's got that ability to always be a fraction of of, of a, a a yard or a meter just in front of his man. You know, he, he, he drops his shoulders, he takes it away from a man. He always keeps the ball just in that distance away. He doesn't waste balls. He delivers good balls into into dangerous areas. I know, I've noticed in recent weeks that, that that dreaded phrase, the corridor of uncertainty, is popping up with pundits oh. again. So I'm going, to, I'm going to try and avoid it. I'll use it this once. He, he puts good balls into those kind of areas, you know. So um, <clears throat> you, you can only assume, given that he, he was scoring at Mother... And even at Motherwell, I'm not convinced that he his role as an out-and-out, out, if you want, target man, um, but he was scoring goals there. So then you have to say, well, he is obviously being used or asked to perform a different type of role um, at Tannadice. I mean, I think I've said previously on the podcast, I think you can get an out-and-out striker. The supply that he will get from what I think would yeah, be terrific. Yeah, it's no, it's an interesting one. I mean, the goal that sticks in my mind, obviously, because I was in the ground of, of Tony Watts was, you remember it, Sean, I think it was the they weren't let full crowds in. It was his. It was his equaliser yeah, for Motherwell, and yeah. and that was just that was just a number nine goal. That was you great. Know, it was a number yeah. nine goal. Yeah, Back post lashed it in with volley, and you know it was yeah exactly what you'd want. Um, help well, I guess he's got, he can do that definitely. Yeah, I mean, I, I listen. Having having said that, I think that he, you know, United could probably be getting a, expecting a few more goals out of him. I think it's all set up for him to be. I think he's a use the corridor of uncertainty, Jim. I'll use the, the big game player. I've got a feeling, you know, he his one goal was against his old club mother, wasn't it? He loved that. I've got a feeling that Tony Watt will be there, be be on the score sheet against against Dundee. I think there are aren't there certain bold, bold well, no, there's certain, time, eh? be good, there's eh? certain type of players, aren't there, <clears> that <throat> they just they just love the they love the spotlight, the bigger the game. I think he'll thrive under it. And I'm not saying that he'll score the winner, but I'm expecting Tony Watt to score on on Saturday. Right down the bookies after this one, then, Sean. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, go on then. Big, big class is inside the training. Big game players. We'll stay on that theme, <laughs> and I, I would imagine are Dundee are Dundee putting too much on Charlie Adam doing something for them? I mean, he does he does kind of feel like a one of those? Uh, you could either it's like a I'm not in American football. What do they call them? Special team players or that, you know, out in yeah. America or, or in hockey, you know, the ones they yeah. bring on for the, sh- the short corners. No, it's, it's like bringing I mean, on a kicker, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, his set-piece delivery is so good, but it does feel as if, and Rab, again, go back to Rab's column, Rab makes a good point that, you know, it's, you know, he can do it in open play, which of course he can. It does feel as if there's a hell of a lot put on Charlie Adams' shoulders just now, Sean, isn't there, for Dundee? 
and it's yes, yeah, yeah. I, I, too I agree much. With you. He's he's a he's a he's a, been a vital component of 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 Dundee's limited success this season. And by by that, I mean when they succeed, he's generally been involved in it uh, quite heavily. Um, and when he hasn't been available for whatever reason or hasn't played for whatever reason, you can you can see the trend. Uh, and that is that is that Dundee don't win um, when Charlie Adams not in the thick of it. So, yep, yeah, huge game for him personally, uh, as it is for Dundee. Um, and it's it's I mean it's it's no one that will phase him in any way. Uh, he's he's played in enormous games throughout his career on plenty of occasions. Uh, he's more than capable uh, of dealing with it. But I suppose the the slight difference is that it's a you know, it's not a it's not a massive Premiership game which comes with its own pressures and and a huge crowd and you know a huge TV audience and you know the the thought that if you make a mistake that somebody's right at your heels want to take your place in the side who's who's a very very good player as well he's he's not dealing with that um, here but what he is dealing with is the fact that it's his uh, it's his, his boyhood club that he loves and it's the Dundee nice Derby personal, so United yeah. are his yeah his rivals as much as they're. Dundee fans rivals and he'll be aware of his importance to Dundee this season and 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 how much they've relied on him. He'll know that, you know. He's he's played enough football to know uh, how important he is to the side. So that comes with a different sort of pressure. It is personal, as you say, yeah. Um so it'll it'll be interesting to see how he how he attacks it. Um uh, attack might be the right word. Um I I think he'll be absolutely bang up for it. Um, the 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 key for Charlie and for Dundee is is channeling that sort of aggression, if you like. Um, there's no doubt in my mind that he's capable of doing it. Um, and if he can, that will give Dundee a chance. Um, if if he if he doesn't play for whatever reason, you know, touch wood, hope he's hope he's fit and all that. Uh, then uh, I, I, you know Dundee could find themselves with with, with problems in terms of creating. Um. I think he's 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 an absolutely huge factor for Dundee in this match. If if they're going to get anything out of it, Charlie Adam needs to be on his game. So, yeah, plenty to think about for for Charlie. Give, give the ball, uh, give the ball to Charlie. There you go. I mean, there's been there's been pretty much, much, there's been much then, I mean, team talk. That's, <laughs> that's the, I mean that that the, the other side of that is that you know United will United will know that as well. Yeah. So it's mm-hmm. it's just set up there for. You know, there's a few ways Dundee could play around it, but as you said, if Charlie Adams has been marked out of matches or hasn't been involved in them, Dundee haven't done very well this season. So United will have a fair idea that you know if they can if they can shut down Charlie Adams, then to a large extent they they nullify Dundee. So there's the, he's he's going to be he's going to be centre stage in this match, I think, whichever way it goes. I know that uh, John kind of said that you know. Mark McGee might be thinking, you know, a point where we're saying it's likely losing it at uh, at Celtic Park in the bigger picture. You're kind of eking their way, you know, it's chipping away. Uh, I don't know about you, Jim, but I, I think it's one or bust for Dundee. I, I just think psych- psychologically that could be huge for them if they win it because because of everything that goes with it, it being at Tannerice and all the rest of it, and like the likelihood of it going down to three in the split, which isn't much at all. You know, it's a different it's a different ball game, but I think he, a, a defeat or even a draw, and I think it's a 
it's you're getting into really 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 long odds for me what about you yeah i mean i think um well, you know six points in it i mean most of us probably expect saints to lose um, against Celtic, you know, um, Celtic are going for the, the title. I mean, for, all of us, uh, I think, Jim. Yeah, uh, no, no, that's right. I mean, I, 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 personally, I think Celtic have won the title already. But I mean, obviously, there are games to go. But they will be, they, you know, they'll be wanting to keep their foot on the neck of Rangers, you know. So they'll, they'll, they will, and they've got a better squad of players. Let's, you know, there's, there's, I mean, you know, we're not distracting from from our own teams in this area when we say that. We know the reasons they do because they pay, you know, forty five, fifty million a year in wages, um, you know. So they, they, you know, they, they will, will will beat Saints and United beat Dundee. There's still six points in it, but yeah, it's a game closer to you know to, to the coup de grace if you want, you know. And it's it's there's a few points less to play for that, which might kind of just keep you up, assuming others were then tumbling, you know, falling away a bit, and, and you were going on a run. As we've said already, Mark McGee's indicated he doesn't expect that to to happen. I think in terms of this one. I think there's a couple of things that are interesting. I mean, Charlie Adam, Neil McGinn as well. I think you know. Um, McGinn, I think, could be a bit depending mm-hmm. you know, where he starts, where he comes on, plays a cameo or whatever. I think McGinn could also be. These, these are to, to use Sean's um, phrase earlier. Uh, it was your phrase earlier on. It big, was my big phrase. Game player, you yes. know, international um, footballers. So absolutely, you know. So I mean, you know, Dundee have talent in in, in the ranks. Um, I, I mean, I, I was impressed with them last week. There's a lot. There was a lot to like about Dundee last week. I mean, there's a lot of kind of um, good stuff about them. There was a, 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 one of the things that struck me about them. I like the look of the, the, the Lawler and Goal. I haven't seen a great deal of him. I think he he looks he looks very decent. You know, they, they, they are. I, I think you know, well organised at the back. They're all, certainly well fighting for each other. It's whether there's a creativity um, uh, or not. Rudden, I think, is maybe yet to come into his own. I like that that boy. Any time I've seen him previously, um, he's still quite a young player, but he's, he's a battler, he's a scrapper, and all the rest of it. And Charlie um, Adam, frankly, to me, Charlie Adam is still the best deliverer of a dead ball in Scottish football. Um, the two, you know, you're sitting in the back of the stand last week, and I think everybody in the press board just looked at each other and went, wow, you know, but it's no more than you expect from them. You know, two magnificent balls right onto um, players' heads. All they had to do literally was nod in the direction the goal that was going in, you know. Um, so, you know, I mean, I think the issue with Charlie is always, he's a he's a highly intelligent player. Is he mobile? Not particularly. Never the most mobile player in the world, but he's got he's got such a quick brain that he's ahead of most other players. And and he sees in spots up he plays a great long ball, great diagonal balls, but he needs players around about him to, to read him, to be able to understand the thing and, and, and get the gist of what he's about to do, where he's playing the ball and all the rest of it. You know, I've never actually, I don't think I've actually seen him marked out a game. I've seen other players marked out a game trying to get the ball to him. Um, or, or you know, maybe him being under more pressure to get the ball, but he seldom squanders passes. You know, um, I, I think he, he's a key player in two respects. One, the delivery of you know the dead ball, whether it's from corner or free kicks, um, shot and goal, and also if United if United give him a sniff, if he gets that ball into his left foot, you know, within shooting distance, and for Charlie I'll that can be twenty five, yeah. twenty six yards, he can ping them. You know, so um, I do. Uh, you know, United will be well aware, uh, well aware of that, and 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 will attempt to shot that down very quickly. It depends on whether Mark McGee starts him or whether he brings him on, as he did last week. You know, um, I mean, assuming he's fit, assuming that uh, all is well, I, 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 I kind of think any reason. Why Dundee wouldn't want to start him? Yeah, no, agreed. Oh, well, we've uh, I think we've covered most of the bases uh, for the Dundee derby. Sean, onto onto Saints at Celtic Park and more. I know we're not going to talk. Listen, I think we 
we all kind of have our ideas about you know how how big the task is but we've not we didn't do a podcast last week so I, I think we kind of need to reflect on those two wins that Saints got home wins we it would be not that not that Callum Davison needed us to set him a set him a test, but it was absolutely clear at all just how pivotal pivotal those two home games were, and not easy home games. You know, Livingston have been better away from home, I think, than they have at home. A decent team, Motherwell on their day, very decent team as well. So Saints have won both of them. How significant do you do you view that now? Sean, potentially massive. I mean, those are they, they, they were must win. Um, Both of them after that, yeah, yeah. I think without a doubt. Um, I mean, if the if the goal is to 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 not finish bottom, which, I mean, still a- which it still is at the moment, but I mean, it, it, the, the two wins, you know, I've given a, I've offered a bit of a cushion on 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 Dundee, but I mean. Uh, you know this the same the same gap on Dundee St Johnston are now behind St Mirren and they just start that it, it it starts to change the mood a little bit as well because the, I mean yeah, the, the difficulty is you the, the task will remain just don't finish bottom um but you know you start to look at the table and and you start to think well hey St Johnston have, have traditionally and I know this season hasn't reflected tradition in, in, in some ways, but traditionally post-split have been pretty effective. Oh, it's in their time now, isn't it? Their territory, um, yeah. So, you know, there, there, there's a chance. Um, and, yeah, it's Celtic. And uh, I think everybody is... <laughs> you hesitate to say write it off, but looking that's past it, what it is, isn't past it? it? Yeah, exactly. Um, and it's going to be about what comes next. Um so uh, they, those those wins were massive because they were because they were essential and 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 they went and got the job done and beyond just the points return, it, it, it lifts the sort of mood and it will give the players a sense that right, what we're what we're doing gives us a chance to win games now and and we've shown that we can, uh, because that was what had been the problem for for so much of the season is that what what they were doing wasn't giving them a chance to win games. Um, so the, the the mood has changed, uh, I would think, in that in that dressing room now. Um, they know that they can, if they go out and do what's asked to them, and if they all perform, that they do have it within within them to win games in this league. Now, not spectacularly, perhaps, but enough to get the job done, certainly. And that, as it happens more and more, and and you know, it's there have been a good few wins in the last wee while and certainly a change in tone uh, and, and I think that just that can't help but lift the place um, so I, I think those two were huge and, and, and again well, I'm, I'm sure you'll mention them but you've got to say thank God for Callum Henry don't you? <laughs> well yeah you, you do indeed I think what we're seeing now Jim with a few players at, at St Johnson now I think, I'm thinking you know, there were kind of there were there were narratives developing where you were starting to think you were starting to think, say for example, Murray Davison had his legs gone. You were thinking Jamie McCarr was at the season of his life, and maybe were we kind of thinking, you know, was he did that season of his life make him look better than than he actually is? There were two or three where you're thinking. Did last season? Did we get it wrong? And what you know, were 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 there ends of a year? Is that sort of thing? But I think what what has been shown to to me over these last couple of weeks in particular is that what Callum Davison hoped and what 
we're not going to go back over the transfer window, but once you've put two or three, you know, not world beaters, but just better quality footballers, your Halbergs, your Clearies, into crucial positions, it's shown that no, Murray Davidson's legs aren't gone. No, yes, sort of rather, yes, Jamie McCart is a very good player. You know, a few more stories like that. It just feels like the sort of the balance is back there again, Jim. Yeah, I, I think what it, when you when you essentially when you freshen up a side, um, Eric, and you, you, I mean my, my views, I'm fair up here, my own views on the January transfer because it's a very I thought I'd get that in first, you know. <laughs> um, if anybody's given stick, you're as well giving it to yourself, you know. Yeah. But no, I mean I, I think it's a very difficult window to work in, you know. I mean because you know, for all the reasons we've talked about before, you're buying other problems, you're buying players that maybe have been injured out of form, you know. You know, just off, you know, off, off kilter kind of thing, and um, so it can be difficult. But, but if you get it right, um, and you bring, you know, you freshen the squad up, then you incentivize others around about them because all of a sudden, there's, 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 you know, there's a freshness about the training ground, there's a freshness about the, dre- the dressing room. Um, it reinvigorates uh, a lot of the guys that have been there because you know they're enjoying themselves more, they're enjoying playing more, uh, enjoying the occasional win, um, and also start to think if I don't get my finger out here. There might not be a contract, or, or you know, my contract like next season might be the last or whatever. So it reinvigorates the place, and I think Sean's right. Those those two, you know, winner bust um, games for Saints almost are absolutely crucial, and 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 the reason they're crucial, uh, you know. If, it, it, yes, it's it's not just about results. It is about kind of how the lift, the psychological lift, that gives the players and all the rest of it. But it is also about the points because all of a sudden, you know, I mean, you know, the other week we're sitting thinking St. Johnson Dundee away, they've gone, you know, Dundee away. It's it's only a battle now to see who who wins the automatic playoff spot. And all of a sudden, you look, you think, hang on a second. Depending on how things happen tomorrow, if Saints were to win, I don't think they will. But you know, depending what happens to St. Martin, there's a six point gap now. And after tomorrow, there are still five games to play. You know, St. Martin, Aberdeen have been hauled in to potentially the relegation zone. Now, I mean, we're at the stage now where anything can happen. Saints um, have given themselves a real fighting chance. Um, so, uh, you know, when you when you bring in guys, I think, who freshen the place up and reinvigorate um, others, it's got to give. It's got to give the whole club a lift. And I think that's, that is what's happened at St. Johnson. It's come late. Um, but there are signs now uh, of, of the flowering, and and if nothing else, you know, bluntly, if nothing else, they look as though at least they, they will secure the automatic um, playoff spot, so which playoff, gives yeah, them if, gives them a, a, a very good chance of staying in the league. Oh, I mean, I didn't think you know, even a few weeks ago, I didn't think they could raise their sights higher than than second bottom. And just a, a row at the, the the start of the week, Sean. I don't even though. Remember, it doesn't feel like that long ago. It wasn't that long ago. You know, Saints had the chance to beat Ross County to go within one point. I still didn't, I still feel or felt and feel that a six, six point gap to St. Murn with less games to play felt more realistic than and more attainable than, than Ross County just because I, I just thought Ross County were a much better team and, and they were, there was nothing to suggest they would, they would. Collapse because you, you're going to need Saints. Saints are in a position where they they need both. They need to keep getting results, but they need somebody else to to nosedive. And, and it looks St. Like Murn are starting to show signs of it, aren't they? I mean, we were talking about it with Mark McGee and his comments and all the rest of it. Those are nothing compared to what Stephen Robinson's coming away with now. You know, he's 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 basically saying he inherited a team that was was showing relegation form, and 
there's boys in the dressing room that are already thinking about next season. Now, he's playing a dangerous game there, isn't he? Very much so. Extreme. Well, yeah, we've seen it before. Um, Terry Butcher was the one I quoted Terry Butcher, piece, that's it. But, you know, mm, but, that's right, yeah, yeah, no, you're right. At Hibs, I mean, John Hughes was, was another was, one, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, I mean, Butcher specifically, I can remember you know, coming in and, and, and being openly quite critical of, 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 of the players. Because he thought his team was um, safe, doesn't he? That's the thing. They, they thought yes. they think they're in a position of safety when they do it because they're tucked in the middle of the league. And then when it goes when it goes into a tailspin, you're looking around the dressing room and <laughs> you've not got boys with you. That's that's the danger, isn't no, it? No, no. Yeah, he's, you know, the manager's looking in the dressing room and the players are looking back at him going, arsehole. <laughs> 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 yeah, I mean, it's, it's a fair point. I mean, it's very difficult having gone in and basically told players are a bunch of bunch of neeps to, to then suddenly get in the flower, you know, later in the season when things start to go wrong, you know. I just thought yeah. I'd throw that agricultural term in there. You know, yeah, since it's been flowers. cliche central today with big game player and corridors of uncertainty, you know. Well, that's fine. Well, that'll be appreciated by the St. Johnson listeners uh, amongst the crowd, no doubt. Um I yeah, look, I, I I don't I don't. It is looking like if any team's going to nosedive or, or 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 spiral at this point, it does it does look like being St. Mirren. Um, and I, and I think that um, Robin Stephen Robinson's comments uh, after the last game in particular are not going to help him. Um, again, we're back to motivational speaking, aren't we? And I, and I and I think under the circumstances, there maybe maybe there are scenarios in which talking like that publicly about a group of players maybe that'll work to motivate them uh, but in this one currently uh, I'm not entirely sure that that's the right scenario uh, to start using that now I, d- I don't know what what the, sc- the, the scenario is for St Mirren squad wise contract wise looking at next season but you would have to imagine like any other club of their size in this league that they'll have a good few who'll be out of contract at the end of the season and if you're out of contract at the end of the season, there's a new manager come in. He's effectively just said uh, he's not a fan of yours. He's, he's he's said, or you don't know whether it's you he's talking about or other people or what have you. Maybe who he's talking about is your pal, you know. Uh, and he's effectively saying you're done at the end of the season. You're out of here. Well, what incentive have you got to to put your body on the line for him and for the for the club at this point? You know you're out the door or you think you're out the door, or your pal's out the door, I just think that's potentially quite quite poisonous. Um, uh, uh, Sean, you know what? I th- I think position that, to take. It's, it's, it's a really good point. I think one, one thing that we're all, we're all guilty of, I think fans are certainly guilty of, we're guilty of it sometimes as well, uh, in the, you know, the, the media game. I mean, you forget that ultimately football is about human relationships. You know, it's about the human dynamic, how people interact with each other, how they get home with each other and all the rest of it. And you know yourself, you know, in any working environment, if you've got somebody who doesn't rate you or, or, or you know, just doesn't think you, you do a job well or, or just doesn't fancy you, basically, you know, um, it can be very, very hard to uh, motivate yourself because you know that deep down you're not going to change that person's mind. Um, and, and sometimes you simply take the view that, well, I'm moving on, I'm out of here, you know, um, or, 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 or I'll skate by you. And, and I think that's the danger. I mean, you know, going back to the McGee thing, I think there's a fine line um, between trying to kid a kidder, going in and saying to a group of players that have won hardly any games, look, guys, I know we're going to win the next six in a row. People just look at you and go, 
behavior, you know. Um, but there's, there, there, you know, uh, you, you cross that line when you start to, you know, uh, assault the sensibilities of individual by basically writing them off and telling them that they're duds, particularly at this juncture of the season. It's, it's a, a very fine line indeed, and uh, and it, t- it takes a master psychologist, I think, to walk it well. Well, St. Martin to beat Rangers in the last game of the season <laughs> before oh, no, the split yeah, and ended up in the top six. <laughs> there we go. That's, that's it's still. There you are. It's, I mean, they could. That's that's how bonkers this season's been. So one could still be top six, and then yes, then you can you can you can forget about them as a, as potential targets for, for some. Stephen Robinson's but, a genius. Anyway, sorry. I think we're uh, we're I've, we've run out of time for you. I'll go and quickly quickly talk up Callum Henry. I can tell you're not going to be happy if I don't give you the chance well, to me? talk up Callum oh. Henry, Sean. Go on. Honest. Well, I, I <laughs> mean, I'll talk, him up, yours. I'll talk him up personally, but like, since he's come back, absolutely magnificent. attitude as much as anything eh? yeah everything everything it's all been there um he is i mean from the first game that i watched him properly which was away at livingston the the victory ali uh, ali crawford sorry got the uh winner not ali mccann boohoo there we go uh ali crawford got the very late very late winner um there uh, and that was the, I mean Henry scored the first one actually a fantastic header but that performance oh god it was fantastic and since then he just hasn't let it drop I think I think he's been magnificent since he's come back in and the the goal return um I mean that's one thing it's 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 a terrific return he's got seven since he's come back now um and thank god for that otherwise we would really be in the shit but uh, <laughs> there you go he's he's got those seven that will take them but beyond the goals and you, uh, you're right the attitude the performances everything's been there the only but the only heartbreaking thing about it is that this will be the last we'll see of him in a st johnson shirt now because it's, well uh, it's not that but yeah he's out of contract he's it's gonna be yes, i think they're, exactly. gonna, they're gonna leave this I, th- I think they'll all keep their options open at the minute it makes sense in a lot oh, of ways, but yeah, Callum Henry will be holding a few aces come the end of the season. The way he's sure. this proper full, complete number nine. And listen, Probably. I think we all thought, and I tend, I think he probably would get it. I think we all thought there was only going to be one player of the year for St. Johnson, and it was Xander Clark was absolutely miles ahead of the rest, you know, when we got to by January. But there he may, Callum, <laughs> Callum Henry's eating up some ground, isn't well, he? And, he certainly has. He's closing the gap. Uh, and yeah, we've got six games to go so you know let's uh, chuck another six goals on there and I think we'll be uh, handing it to him yeah well there you go okay well good stuff lads enjoy the uh, the Dundee Derby those of those of you that are going there and we shall reconvene next week cheers guys and thank you very much for listening if you like the podcast we'd be grateful if you tell your pals about it or even better leave a review or a simple rating on iTunes or wherever you find your podcasts All that really helps people to find Talking Football, and that means a lot to us. Don't forget too to pick up your copy of The Courier Monday to Saturday, or go to thecourier.co.uk slash subscribe to find out how to get our award-winning sport, business and local journalism across Tayside and Fife in the way that's right for you. The Courier. Local matters.